hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. 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 God is good. It's good to be in church tonight and to see all of you here. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the Old Testament. Past Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, and go to the book of Numbers. Numbers chapter 32. And uh, it's my prayer that you will give me liberty to preach what I feel tonight. And, uh, and I give you liberty to preach with me. In fact, I encourage you to. Numbers 32 and verse number 2. Let me begin, since it's the beginning of the year, I, I always hope that the honor is, is expressed through my actions, but let me just verbally give honor to my pastor and your pastor and our bishop as well. How many pray for your pastor and your bishop? We love them very much, and I, I give them great honor tonight. Numbers 32 and 2, if you have that, say praise the Lord. The children of Gad and the children of Reuben came and spake unto Moses and to Eleazar the priest and unto the princes of the congregation, saying, At Teroth and Dibon and Jazar and Nimrah and Heshbon and Alile and Shabam and Nebo and Beon. I'd love for some of you to pronounce that tonight. Even the country which the Lord smote before the congregation of Israel is a land for cattle. And thy servants, we have cattle. Wherefore, said they, if we have found grace in thy sight, let this land be given unto thy servants for a possession. And bring us not over Jordan. And Moses said unto the children of Gad and to the children of Reuben, Shall your brethren go to war? And shall ye sit here? And I'd like to borrow the words of Moses tonight and preach to you from this subject. Are you just going to sit here while your brothers go to war? Are you just going to sit here while your brothers go to war? If your answer is instinctively no to that question, would you put your Bible down and just lift up your hands and just invite the presence of the Lord into the remainder of this service? Oh, dear Lord Jesus, we, we need your presence tonight. We are asking you to anoint your word in, in our hearts, God, and we receive it, Lord. We thank you for your blessings. We thank you for your goodness. Amen. Amen. Thank you for standing. Out of respect for the word of the Lord, you may be seated. This is a pivotal time to be a part of the kingdom of God. Much as it was a pivotal time for God's people in Numbers chapter 32. The book of Numbers begins with the failure of Israel to believe in the promises of God and the time of judgment that followed because of their failure to trust God. Forty long years they wandered aimlessly in the wilderness because they rejected God and refused to conquer the land of Canaan that God had already promised to them. 
The majority of the book of Numbers is the recounting of God's judgment upon his own people. Even, even Moses was not exempt from the judgment of God. But the real lesson learned from the book of Numbers is that God did not give up on his people. Even in the midst of failure, even in the midst of letting God down, God would not give up on his people. Even though God punished them in the present, he was still determined to bless them and bring them into the land of promise. How many are thankful that you serve a God tonight that in spite of your weakness, in spite of your failure, God hasn't given up on you. God is reaching out to you. God is bringing you back to his promises and he's bringing you back to a place of strength. And in our text, finally, a new generation of people came along that did not share the unbelief of their fathers. And God said, it's time for you to take the land of Canaan. This judgment has transpired long enough and this is time. This, this is your season. This is your destiny. I want you to go and possess the land that I promised to you. Houses that you did not build. Vineyards that you did not plant. All of these things are yours and, and now is the time. And, and the Bible says that they went to battle. They fought. They conquered. They were coming to church singing songs like, We've got the victory. We've got the victory. They were saying things like, No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And they witnessed it on the battlefield as time after time when the enemy would come against them like a flood. God would raise up a standard against the heathen armies of the Hittites. And, and they would rise up in victory as children of God. They were singing things in church like the presence of the Lord is here. I feel it in the atmosphere. I, I can feel the presence of the Lord. And I'm going to get my blessing right now. I wonder if anybody came to church tonight with a made up mind that you are going to claim some blessings. You're going to claim some promises of God. This was a great time for the children of Israel. This was a time of victory. This was the time to be a soldier in God's army. This was the moment that they had been waiting for. This was a time of honor and dignity and prestige for the armies of Israel. They conquered the Ammonites with ease. They conquered the Bashanites with ease. And they easily conquered all of the lands east of the River Jordan. And just as they were preparing to conquer the lands west of the river Jordan two tribes the tribe of Gad and the tribe of Reuben approached Moses with a strange request they came to Moses and they said Moses we we have conquered this land east of the river Jordan and, and this land is beautiful. These are well-watered plains. And as you know, Moses, we're people who have cattle and this would be the perfect place for our cattle to dwell. This would be a perfect place to raise our children and to have families. And we like it here, Moses. We enjoy this place right here. I, I know this isn't the land that God promised us, but, but we're asking you, Moses, Moses, if we can just stay 
right here. And, and we'd rather not cross the Jordan River with you, Moses. We, we would rather just set up camp right here, right now in this place. Uh, and Moses got so angry that he could hardly see straight. Uh, he looked at them and he said, Are you telling me uh, that after all we've been through, uh, after all the battles that we fought together, uh, after the rebellion of our forefathers, uh, after all of the things that we've had to go through uh, to get to this place in time and history and in God's plan. Uh, are you really telling me, Dad? Uh, are you really telling me, Reuben, uh, that we're just going to sit here uh, while our brothers go to war uh, and possess the land of Canaan? Look me in the eye uh, and tell me that you're satisfied with this place uh, and you're going to leave your brothers to go to battle by themselves. Their problem was not fear. Their problem was not doubt. Their problem was not rebellion. Those were the sins of their fathers. Listen to me, young person. If the devil can't trap you with the sins of your fathers, he'll create a whole new trap just for you. If the devil can't get you with what took your grandfather down, he'll create something special just for you. But you've got to make up your mind. I'm not going to fall into every snare that the enemy sets for me. I'm I am going to possess the land that God promised for me. Their problem was not fear, but their problem was contentment. Their problem was comfort. Their problem was ease, a little folding of the hands. Their problem was satisfaction with where they were and not where God wanted them to be. They were looking for comfort when God was calling them to combat. They were looking for relaxation when God was calling them to confrontation. They were hoping for ease when God was calling them to action. One of the greatest dangers facing the apostolic church in the year 2014 is that we would become content with what we have and let our brothers go to battle without us. I rebuke that spirit in the name of Jesus. It's time for a child of God to pick up a sword and pick up a spear get a hold of the word of God and march into battle and possess the land that God has for us the danger of the church in this modern day is that we would have a spirit that says let somebody else give in the offering let somebody else pay their tithes let my brother do all the work over there let my brother win a soul let my brother do the fasting let my pastor do the praying while we let them march into battle and we sit in a place that God does not want us to get comfortable in yet it may not be a sinful place but it's not the place that God wants you to be right now oh my question is are we just going to sit here we wrestle not against flesh and blood that's what the Bible says Ephesians chapter 6 and number 12 what does the Bible say we, we wrestle against principalities against powers against rulers of darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places and the Bible says that because of all these things we need to take unto ourselves the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day and then I like what it says right here and having done all that you can do to stand just go ahead and 
can't stand. You better not be sitting down in a field when God calls you to battle. This New Testament church, we're not putting on a physical armor, but we've got to shout our feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace and make up our mind. Are we just going to sit here or are we going to march with our brethren into battle? Are we going to robe ourselves in righteousness or are we just going to sit here? Oh, are we going to put faith in our spirit or are we just going to sit here and wait for somebody else to have the faith that it takes to please God? Oh my. We are at war. Look at your neighbor and say we are at war. But not against people. Not against one another. We're not even at war against a sinful world. But we are fighting spiritual adversaries. And those spiritual adversaries are doing their very best to keep us from claiming the promises of God. Satan wants nothing more than to keep you out of heaven. But not only you, he wants to keep your neighbor out of heaven. He wants to keep your children out of heaven, your grandchildren out of heaven, your friends, your family, everybody that you come into contact with. Satan only has one goal, and that goal is to keep that individual out of heaven's door. The devil is looking for as many cellmates in hell as he can possibly find. And every time the preacher calls us to prayer, we have to make a decision, just like the disciples did in the Garden of Gethsemane. Are we just going to sit here and let Jesus pray? Are we just going to fall asleep and let somebody else be a prayer warrior? Or are we going to get down on our knees and pray until something happens? My God, my God, my God. I'm bumping up against a spirit tonight. I don't know about you, but when pastor calls us to prayer, I choose to pray. When God calls me to prayer at midnight, I choose to get down on my knees. I choose to wipe the sleep and the slumber out of my eye and do whatever it takes. Every time the saints begin to worship, Every time we come into a service just like tonight's service, as people began to worship, as somebody lifts up their hands, as somebody begins to dance unto the Lord, as somebody begins to run an aisle, each and every one of us have a decision to make. Are we just going to sit here or are we going to let our brothers go to war by themselves? I'm tired of watching apostolics let their brethren do the dancing and let their sister... Do the shouting. We've got to make up our minds. We're not just going to sit here and let somebody else fight the battle. But we're in this together. We've come, we've come this far by faith. We've come this far by faith. We can't stay where we are. We can't get content. We can't get satisfied. There's still a revival to be had. There's still a soul to be saved. There's still a lost world that needs the gospel of Jesus Christ. Somebody clap your hands to the Lord right now. Every time the preacher preaches, we've got to search our hearts. Are we looking for comfort while God is calling us to combat? Are we hoping for relaxation while God is calling us to confrontation? Are we settling for ease 
while God is calling us to action through the voice of the man of God. Are we just going to sit here while our brethren go to war? Are we just going to sit here and let our pastor and our bishop do all the fighting? Or are we going to get up out of our chair and say, Pastor, I'm going to pick up a sword and a shield. I'm going to put on the whole armor of God. And I'm going to go into battle. I feel a spirit right now. I come against and I need a prayer warrior to help me pray. There's some young people that need to make up their mind. I'm going to have a pastor and not just a preacher. There's a difference between just having a man that can talk to you and having a shepherd in your life that can say hey we're going to have revival we're going to live holy we're going to have submission to spiritual authority praise God you can be seated the fruit of the spirit is love someone said love joy smile when you say joy peace Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Now listen to how that passage ends in Galatians 5 and 25. I like this. It says this. If we live in the Spirit. How many want to live in the Spirit? But you can't just live in the spirit. It goes on. It says, let us also walk in the spirit. In other words, if you'll allow me a little liberty, you can't just sit down and be in the spirit. There's some walking that's got to happen. You've got to make up your mind. I'm going to pray. I'm going to fast. I'm going to love my neighbor. I'm going to give. I'm going to be thankful. I'm going to be humble. I'm going to walk. I'm going to go to church when I don't feel like it. I'm going to be faithful to the house of God. I'm not going to slander. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to let bitterness in my heart. I'm not going to let rebellion creep in. And if you just sit there and let everybody else do all the walking, eventually you're going to die where you sit. But the child of God that keeps on walking by faith is the child of God that will see the fruit of the spirit activated in their life until it becomes a part of who they are So my question to my church, is that all right? Is this your church? This is my church. This isn't somebody else's church. I know it's God's church, but I'm using an expression. This is my church. You know what that means? I take ownership of this. I care about this thing. I'm invested in this thing. This isn't just pastor's church or bishop's church or somebody else's. This is my church because I'm a part of the body of Christ. I'm a part of the family of God. And I've invested my life's blood and my time and my finances and my energy to be a part of the kingdom of God. And so I'm invested with every fiber of my being in what happens in this church. 
So my question to this church tonight is, uh, are we going to sit here and let somebody else going to let some other church allow the Holy Ghost to permeate while we just sit here on the other side of the Jordan. I say, oh no, I'm going to have a move of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to see God's... I'm going to see revival. I'm going to see people speaking in other tongues. I'm going to see miracle signs and wonders. I'm going to see miraculous healing because if God's spirit is here, then the miraculous is going to happen. I don't know about you, but I've already made up my mind in prayer. I'm going to pray in the Spirit. I'm not just going to pray. I'm going to pray in the Spirit. I don't know about you. I'm not just going to worship. I'm going to worship in the Spirit. I don't know about you. I'm not just going to dance some worldly carnal dance. I'm going to dance in the Spirit. I don't know about you. I'm not just going to preach what feels good. I'm going to preach in the Spirit. I don't know about you. I'm not just going to come to church and be dead and dry. I'm going to have spirit-filled church. Walk, 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 walk in the spirit. Oh, hallelujah. I choose, I choose to live in Christ, to move in Christ, because in him we live and we move and we have our being. Oh, somebody, if you don't feel like it, go ahead and do it anyway. I want you to shout, get up. Come on, somebody, shout it at your neighbor. Get up. Come on. We're not just going to sit here. Come on, shout it out. You're my brother. You're my sister. You're my brother. You're my sister. And I'm not just going to sit here and let you go to battle by yourself. I know I stand with Pastor French and Bishop when I pledge to you as a man of God uh, that I will not sit silently uh, as you go to hell. Uh, I will worship with you. Uh, I will believe in you. Uh, I will pray with you. Uh, if I have to, uh, I'll grab you and shake you and say you need to get right with God because I've made up my mind. Come on, somebody shout it. Let's go claim God's promises. Come on, somebody shout it. We're going to possess the land. Come on, somebody shout it. I'm not staying here. Come on, somebody shout it. I'm not just going to sit here. I'm going to battle. I'm about to do great things for God. As the musicians come. That's it. Come on. Lift up your voice. We're not wrestling against flesh and blood. This is how we do battle. This is how we go to war. With our praise. With our prayer. With our faith. Come on. Your shout does more damage to hell. Come on. Somebody's making hell scared tonight. Somebody's scaring the devil tonight. Because you're about to give God praise like you haven't given him in a long time. And hell is trembling. Because if we ever made up our mind that we were going to really get in the battle.
Come on, it's all right. We're apostolic. We're Pentecostal. It's okay. We can act like Pentecostals for just a minute. That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. We can get a little undignified for just a minute. This is Sunday night. We didn't come to play games. We came to have church. We came to have a move of God. We came to see chains broken. We came to see deliverance. We came to see somebody get the joy of the Lord in their life. That's beautiful. Look at Sammy. Come on, somebody pray for Sammy. Look at the Holy Ghost all over him right now. The faith of a little child. I wish somebody would get faith like Sammy right now and just come and weep in the presence of God. Okay, all right, hold on. I'm closing with this. I'm closing with this. Now I'm going to let you loose. Acts chapter 9 and 32. I want you to know that when you get up and decide to go into battle and not just sit there, it's contagious. Acts chapter 9 and 32. And it came to pass as Peter passed throughout all the quarters, he came down also to the saints which dwelt at Lydia. And there he found a certain man named Aeneas which had kept his bed. He had laid in that bed for eight years and he was sick of the palsy. And Peter said unto him, Aeneas, Jesus Christ maketh thee whole. Arise, make thy bed. And he arose immediately. And, now listen to this. Verse 35. And all, everybody that dwelt at Lydda and Sarah, they saw him. They saw him walking. They saw him get up and begin to walk. And everyone in those cities turned to the Lord. When you make up your mind, you're not going to just sit there. And you start walking. You're going to lose a revival like this city has never seen. I wonder if somebody would step out from where you are. I'm not asking you to run the aisles. I'm just asking somebody to step out from where you are. You don't have to run. But symbolically, as we make our way to this altar, you know what we're saying to hell? We're saying, I'm not going to let my brothers do all the fighting. I'm going to get involved in the fight. If you're willing to get involved, I want you to walk to this altar. And I want you to throw up your hands. And I want you to lift up your voice. And I want us to begin to pray right now in the spirit. Loose your prayer right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, with a voice of triumph.